Greetings, everybody. This is Stephen St. Clair with the Crafted Quill Podcast. Last episode, I opened a can of worms, and we talked about a little thing called love language. So, quickly, let me retouch on the last episode. Uh, I talked on acts of service. Uh, it's a very... Um, it's not one you would really put in terms of like specifics, but it is one that like not everybody would call it that. You know, oh, did you like my act of service I did for you? No, it is simply what it is, and I I think I talked about how it, that subject came to be between my wife and I. Uh, and I, I used the story about giving my wife flowers. So acts of service are basically you giving someone that you care deeply about uh, something memorable, something from your heart. And believe it or not, it does matter. But my wife, while having that conversation, admitted that she's not the kind of girl that likes flowers per se don't get me wrong she does but she had always told me she would rather save the money for going on a date and I get that I mean what you know when when you have money you have money when you don't you don't so uh, I often would get flowers you know not as often as I would have liked to but you know the times I did I made it count and it wasn't one of those predictable moments where I'm like oh I want to get her flowers Oh, wait, I did last week. Okay. No, it was, it was honestly, I, I will admit it's been rare. But the point here is that I did it from my heart. And I took the time to show her appreciation and that I cared for her. And I think that's where every uh, act of acts of service should come from, is from your heart. So tonight's episode, I'm going to finish out... Uh, the rest of them, there are five, and it might be a little lengthy by the time I'm done with this podcast. We'll see how um, far off topic I go. I'll try not to, but um, the reason why I'm doing this is because a certain someone wants to join me on a part one and part two of a culmination of this and something that she has uh, talked about. And we want to do a part one on here on the Crafted Quill podcast, but also we're going to do a part two on the Daily Escape podcast with Sadie K. Frazier. So I want to give her a pub where I can, and I figured this would be a really good way to uh, share the love and get all of you who are listening over to her side and you never know, you might find something that really appeals to you. So, um, without much further delay, let's talk about um, the rest of these love language details. And the first one, I guess before I go into the first part, I better remind everybody what they are. And in case anybody is interested, um, I am pulling these from the web, but specifically a book. Let me pull out my note real quick. Um, 
I wish I could remember where I'm pulling it from. Anyways, um, it is a very detailed book about love language, but the five that I had mentioned before and are in this book, physical touch, receiving gifts, acts of service, quality time, and words of affirmation. Now, we've all heard those terms before, but I guess the better question is how can you incorporate them into your life with someone you love, someone you care about, care about, excuse me. And by the way, Gary Chapman is the author of um, the book that I'm pulling some of this from. I would suggest go checking out his book. Um, maybe share it with your spouse or, you know, make it a part of a weekly ritual that you read to each other. Um, share some personal things. It's, you know, as people in couples age, um, their social, obviously their love, but you you want it, you want it to be like a fresh bottle of wine or even you know soda pop where you open the lid and it's just full of fizz. But you have to ask yourself, well, how do I do that? How do I be like that bottle of wine or the bottle of soda pop? So these are some things that you can do. And I'll start with receiving gifts, which I would consider part of acts of service. Um, there is, you know, as they say, better to give than receive. Well, yes, but it depends on what you're getting. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so receiving gifts, uh, like I said, is in there with acts of service because you are, you know, you're buying that flower or that item of affection for that person that you want to say you, you you care about them or you love them. But uh, it is very important to make things count. And when someone gives you a gift or provides an act of service for you, um, the definition of that is by someone giving you a gift, you realize their intention or how much they love you or care about you and it's an expression of love so it, it when you are showing your appreciation for them uh, your spouse your friend your child your grandparent aunt uncle whomever return to them thanks that shows them that you care and are appreciative of the thought that they took to uh, get that gift to you. It's it's important. It's you you know it's like Christmas. You don't. Uh, I'll tell the analogy. My brother's gonna kill me. When my brother and I were little, long 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 time ago in the eighties, uh, my grandma and her second husband, I think, came over and gave my brother a gift. I, I guess I won't list it just to be fair, but um, my grandma didn't often do that. She was, she she really didn't have a whole lot of money. Um, I think her second husband was pretty controlling. So whatever money she did have, she was pretty, I would say frugal, but also in the same sense she cared about whomever she was gifting things to. 
So, anyways, as a, at a young age, my brother was he was excited about the gift he had been given, and you know, thanked my grandma. And you know, I was looking back, I was like, but it was really just a package of you know whatever it was that he got because I'm going to save him some embarrassment. But the point I'm trying to make here is he thanked my grandma, our grandma, for what he had been given because he loved her and he cared about her. And I encourage, you know, when someone, like I said, gives you something or gifts you something, receive it with an open heart and return to them the same feeling of joy and love that you are feeling. It's important. Uh, the next item, uh, this is kind of a, the title of the next love language is called physical touch. And this is going to be user defined. Um, I, my wife and I have different love language qualities. Um, we both, I think, share the same type, but physical touch for me is big. Um, throughout the week, my wife and I watch TV. We have our shows we watch and I always sit next to her. We always hold hands. It's it's not anything, you know, to the moon. You know, it's it's, but it's the meaning behind that physical touch that we share. It's, you know, because when you go all day without seeing your spouse, and if you love them in such a way where you just you want to be next to them, you want to be where they are, and you know, without smothering them, what have you. I hold my wife's hand, she holds mine, and if we're watching a show that there's a sensitive moment that comes up, we, we, we've always squeezed each other's hands. And it's just an, an inaudible, like, hey, I love you kind of thing. So it's, um, it's important that couples or, you know, whomever you are, you, you have a physical touch, love language, you know, even if you're best friends, guys, girls, guys to girls, Interpret that as you will, because um, unless you're a germaphobe, and I, I mean no joke about that, but uh, physical touch for a lot of people is a big deal. And same way with, and I'll get to it here in a little bit, words of affirmation. Those are also important, but they go right along with physical touch. So um, where physical touch really is important is... At birth, uh, babies, as long as there's a successful delivery, they are placed on the mother's chest. It's that first moment of mother-baby external bond time. And obviously I don't remember it, but it is very important for mother and baby to bond through physical touch. And, And obviously there are other areas of of bonding, but that's a different conversation. But um, it is important, and as children grow, and if parents care about their well well being, and so forth and so on, physical touch remains an important part of their relationship. Hugs, kisses, walk through the door, so forth and so on. It's it, it's very important. Children, uh, spouses, friends, family, um, 
it's just it's one of those human human nature kind of things that you you give somebody a hug and that that emotion that swells up within you or when I haven't seen my wife all day and the only thing I can think about is coming home and just hugging her and kissing her it's you y'all know what I'm talking about it's just it is a bond that is irreplaceable with any other kind of uh, form of affection. And um, this goes up there also. Uh, maybe your love language isn't uh, physical touch. Maybe, I mean, maybe you don't focus on that as much and you pair up with somebody who you're not as physical with. But I also think sometimes that's that's an age thing. Maybe, maybe not. Like older older couples that are still together. Maybe they don't. Maybe that particular spark isn't there. Maybe it is. Uh, it is a changing thing, though, I think. Um, you just have to make good practice of the love languages that you know you're strong at and are a dominant part of your heart because you don't... I would hate to think that nobody has zero lang love languages. I hope I said that right. Everybody in some form or another has a form of love language. Whether it's one, two, five. That'd be sweet if I was I had five. But um, they're all important. And um, you just you have to communicate... sometimes with the other person I think in regards to love language it's my wife and I do spot checks every once in a while maybe not as much as we used to I think we're we're in sync more than we used to be I think that's probably a good thing but um we have we do relationship spot checks like hey how are we doing you know are you feeling okay are you okay with me that's I don't know that I would call that words of affirmation I guess it could be after the fact but uh, communication is key in any relationship, certainly uh, dating and marital relationships, because you want you, you want that feedback or to be able to give feedback, and that goes with all of all the love languages, but especially physical touch. You, you learn what that other person likes and appreciates, doesn't like. Um, there are certain other areas of relationships where you know, physical touch is kind of a must. <laughs> I won't go into details there. I'll try and keep things PG, but you, you know where I'm going with that. It's You don't have to be masters of physical touch and know every spot on that person's body, but you should know what makes that person happy in any situation. So I'm going to pause and reflect here for a moment. I encourage you to do the same. Um, if you need to take a break, get a drink, get some food, snacks, share some love language with the person you're with. Come on back and we'll talk about quality time. Be right back. <music>
Alright, welcome back. This is Stephen St. Clair with the Crafted Quill Podcast, and we're talking about uh, love languages. And up next, we're going to talk about quality time. Quality time, what is that? Well, this particular love language is probably up there in importance because it can encapsulate all of the other love languages because you like acts of service or words of affirmation or physical touch all of those revolve around time and the amount of time that you put in it in each one of those is very important so like i mentioned in the last podcast regarding giving your significant others some undivided listening time um, specifically um, quality time is very important in regards to listening to your significant other, your boyfriend, girlfriend, so forth and so on. Um, when they are talking to you, and I, I'm uh, guilty of doing this myself, and my wife would probably tell you, I have not always been the best listener. So when there are times when you know your spouse is unloading on you or just wants to have a conversation with an intelligent human try to separate yourself from what you're doing at that very moment and give them the amount of time they need to feel to be fulfilled in the conversation they're having with you um i tend to what i call ferret off like oh shiny it's, it's hard for me and i i will admit it's not on purpose it's hard to focus sometimes and it's a lot of it for me is state of mind um, my wife knows that I do it and it's, it doesn't change how you know her love for me but it is very important that uh, give that person the respect that they deserve and have earned by just listening and you don't always have to comment back sometimes they just want to unload um, it's you know I work in a particular field that I deal with a lot of people all day long and um, sometimes the people that I deal with they just want to unload and I, that that's not at all what I'm there for but it is it's it is what it is you you, you know you, you say hey how's it going next thing you know half hour later they've told you their entire life story and you're like oh my god what just happened here that's not what I was here for but as long as you pay that person the kind of attention that is deserving they will appreciate you for it and at some point you know karma will come back to you and say good job but so quality of quality time is covers all aspects of all the love languages um you don't want to rush through certain things um you don't want to hurriedly give someone a gift because uh, you might miss the meaning or the, you know, just the sentiment that is there is not going to be there. If you're like, Hey, here you go. I got this. Bye. That's not how that needs to happen. Respect the person you're with and you're giving of your time to them. And at some point it will be returned to you more so. And, uh, you know, you would want the same same thing to you as as the old testament in the bible 
uh, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Even though that's not really what this pertains to, it is basically give unto those that give unto you. Give them their due, their their just reward, so to speak. And it's it's important. Quality of time is, you know, we as humans are very short-lived in the grand scheme of things. You take a Galapagos tortoise that, God, it's been a while, has been around since the 1800s. The things that that creature has seen, I wish I could have seen as well from, you know, in a tortoise kind of way, you know, one that doesn't require either being drafted off to war or, you know, going up in flames in a forest fire but it's just you know quality of time is important and you want to make sure you have it in your relationship and we all we all know that the opposite of quality time is the lack of quality time this is where things start to unravel if you don't tend to your garden of love um I know I've been with friends over the years. Uh, my my best friend Brian, uh, he and his family moved to Florida, and had it not been for COVID, I would have been able to spend more time with my friend. But that does not take away from the times that I did spend with him. Um, he, he is one of those dudes that is there for you, and he would do his best to you know, lend you his ear to listen to your troubles and whatnot. And so it's just, I'm going to miss him. And I think the quality of time we had for what we had was good. I just, I wish there was more. So that's, that's up there with, uh, in, in the realm of lack of quality time, I suppose it's, it's just, it's a tricky situation. You can't undo what you did do when someone moves away. You can't add more time to the stop clock if that person's not there. So uh, I guess you could call it an investment in someone. And quality of time is that investment. You are uh, giving that person your attention. And uh, I think, like I told in the last podcast, I may have told the story about when I took my grandma on a date um, that was quality of time that if I had the opportunity, I would do over and over and over again. You know, even back then, I wish I would have invested more time uh, with my grandma before she passed. But um, in terms of how quality time is defined, though, uh, each couple should set their own boundaries. However, don't let this become a trap. Just because he or she says yes to you putting on your favorite show or movie does not mean it should be an automatic response to spending time together. Be honest with each other. Don't, you know, you, you got couch time. Make good use of it. But make it fruitful also at the same time because it's, you know, you don't you don't want there to be a rift between you. And I'm, I'm guilty of that as well with my wife over um, soon to be 22 years. Um, but... When I think about it, we have spent a lot of time together. We have common things between us that we really enjoy. And 
on nights like tonight, um, she has gifted me the quality of time because she goes to her mom's and I stay here at home in the office or in the living room and I do this thing. Or I write on one of my, my books that I'm working on, manuscripts, or I watch shows. But we find ways to make things count and that's that's where uh, you should be with your significant other or whomever you're with is make that quality of time count but don't make it one-sided don't you know endure something just to be with somebody um, it's a lesson I should take to heart not that I've not ever wanted to be next to my wife at all but you know you just you, I haven't always been fair to my wife either and I I've watched a lot of stuff over the years I'm sure she's like I'd rather hang myself not really but she loves me enough to sit through it and I appreciate her for that so uh, quality time find it make use of it make it count um, I'm trying to read through my notes here I want to get as much out um, I was one of the things that my wife and I used to do uh, if there was a show or a movie I wanted to watch that was like ungodly long uh, I used to joke with her that I would rub her feet and she loves feet massages as long as you do them right and so I, I would and you could almost set a clock by it she would eventually drift off to sleep and she would always say, well, that was the best movie I've ever, I've ever seen. And I was like, no, you mean that was the best foot rub you've ever had. So it's, it's kind of a joke between her and I. And we don't do that as often anymore. But um, it's moments like that that um, they are pretty, pretty special and sweet because it's kind of a joke between us. But she was gifting to me her time, and she wanted to spend it with me. And, and I'm not saying that the things I watched were completely boring but they may not have always been my wife's um cup of tea or coffee or you know you know the old adage but nonetheless she spent an enormous amount of time with me over the past two decades and that kind of goes into the next topic of words of affirmation so uh that's a big hefty topic there and it's one that should be you you almost could do a whole podcast on that, but uh, as I said, I'm trying to wrap up these two podcasts covering love language, even though technically they could be more than that. I could probably do one on each topic, but I said originally I was not going to have very many podcasts that were broken up, you know, dealing with the same topic, but I, I felt... And my wife felt that this is one of those situations where it's better to not skim over certain things. And love language is, is one of those that it's important. So uh, words of affirmation is one of those that um, basically telling someone uh, something special, unique, and from your heart. Uh, for example... Uh, I'm trying to think when it was. Um, 
I think over my wife's birthday, uh, we always do birthdays over the weekend. So you get kind of, you, you don't rush it. You're like, hey, birthday weekend's coming up. Uh, sounds ridiculous, but it's not. So my wife was come coming up on her birthday, and I'm like, what do you want to do? And she's like, I don't know. I was like, hey, you want to go get your haircut? She goes, no, it's, it's, I don't really want to. I'm like, honey, you know I've never cared about that. We're not doing anything. Let's go get your haircut. It's, it'll be fine. And when you've been to several places, and each place you get burned, women, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You never go back to that same place again. I hope not, because if you know, you're almost always going to have issues there, and not be quite trustworthy. So, I talked my wife into go to get her haircut, and uh, when she came out. I always cover my eyes, and it's not for fear of a potential hot mess. That's not it. It's I want to be surprised in that moment with how it turns out. And uh, it's the words of affirmation in this particular case was I really like that haircut. You know, it's and it's true. She's she's never really had a bad haircut. There have been a couple that the the stylist you know was not completely with it and chopped a little bit and being the good husband i am i'm like i will fix that and i try and i'm, I'm not i am coming at it from a dude's approach like i gotta fix it but having um, raised girls guys you should be proficient in fixing your daughter's hair i'm not saying know every little thing there is but you should know how to you know god forbid they take a pair of scissors to their own hair but in this case, my wife's hair hasn't always looked the best, but only, honey, I hope you're listening, only because someone else messed up on it. And I've always tried to do my best to take care of it, make her feel good about herself, because she's just she just spent money to make her look good for herself, for me. And it's important that the words of affirmation you are saying to that person are true and accurate and not a lie. Uh, another big word of affirmation, and this is an example of my wife is the main cook. I tend to cook certain certain things I'm really good at, um, but I always thank her for dinner, and I'm like, thank you, honey, for dinner. It was really delicious. I, I think I don't, my wife has never made anything that was like, oh, my God, throw this away. She's She's felt that it could have been better. Not saying it could or couldn't have, but... I appreciate the time that she took to take care of me by cooking a meal for me. So uh, when you share words of affirmation with someone, your words can be as strong as the biggest hug you've ever given or as hard as a punch to the gut. Now, hopefully you haven't punched your spouse in the gut. Uh, side joke, years ago, uh, we were sitting watching TV or a movie or something, and I reached over and grabbed the popcorn bowl. <laughs> and joking, she reached over and grabbed it and said, give me that. I'm like, okay. I let go. And it was one of those hard-rimmed plastic bowls, and it cracked her right across the bridge of her nose. And um, I thought I was dead. I literally thought I was dead. And she started laughing, and granted, it did. It bruised her pretty good. She had some, you know, some black eyes that night. But it's always been a joke 
henceforward about the popcorn bowl incident. And so I got away with that, but um, getting back to the punch in the gut, your words can have a negative effect and a positive effect. And if you're someone like me that has a tendency to spill things before really thinking about them, you're going to find yourself backpedaling quite a bit and asking for forgiveness and whatnot. And it's it's better to think before you speak, as they used to say. Um, so when you're sharing words of affirmation or, or just speaking in general, speak words of kindness so that they may be returned unto you in a positive way. Uh, we don't want to negatively impact someone because you don't know how that may change the course of their day. And when it comes to relationships, it is very... Uh, you don't really know how your spouse's day went. So I, I have a tendency, I think my wife and I both do, to feel each other out. And it's, it's such a habit of mine. Like, I'll just kind of like, I'll see her, and I'm like, I look at her posture, and it's like, okay, let's go. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I always have walked in the door, and I hug and kiss my wife, and usually each of us can tell, and within the first 10 to 15 seconds, or a little more, what kind of mood the other person's in, or how their day went. But let it be known that my best part of my day starts when I see my wife after I come home and guys make sure that when you see your wife after a long day um, make sure they feel that they are the most important part of your day because I, th I think honestly that is what relationships really should be based upon and it kind of gets back to quality of time give them your time so when you get home and you're like hey honey how was your day hug and kiss make that hug and kiss last more than two seconds make it last 10 50 blow them away because it's important you know your, your spouse wants to know that they're loved they want to feel it and physical touch you know the love language is super important there because you don't want to just and i i'm i'm guilty of this from time to time as my wife calls it pecs i'll just get in that bad habit of just pecking her you know i'm not i'm not a chicken and neither is she so I need to slow down, give her the quality of time that is needed to share that physical touch or that affection that she needs. Uh, but it is all uh, very important, and they need to know how you feel about them. Now, that doesn't mean uh, when you walk through the door, share with them a Shakespeare-sized novel of I Love Yous, because it's... Trust me, if, if you've been married for as long as I have or longer, they already know. But that does not get you out of telling them how you feel, guys. I love yous are very important. And if and if you are starting out in a relationship or uh, what have you, if you've been around for a while, if you've been around the block, um, you know from the other person that um, to protect their uh, emotional or you know, their, their spirit, so to speak, they need 
to feel that sense of urgency within you when you share your love for them. It's 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 honestly what keeps things going. So um, you really should mean what you say to them without a Shakespearean novel being uh, gifted to them because chances are it's, it's not, <laughs> you don't need to go to that length. Um, so let me make sure that I've touched on everything. Um, I, I, let me, let me add, I am by no means, um, an expert in this, but I do feel that 22 years of marriage, a total of five kids, three grandkids, uh, that entitles me to a little piece of, uh, or, a, you know, in a say in love languages. And like I said, I'm not a master of this. But I do feel I am qualified to share some facts or some details about how all of this uh, works. And I hope that you do too. And uh, we're going to take another break. I'm going to wrap all this up. And I will try and share with you a little bit of maybe the next podcast. Stay tuned. Hang tight. Hold on. back this is the third and final segment and probably a short one at that uh, I've talked about some pretty heady hefty items there and once again we've been talking about uh, love language and what it is what they are uh, why it is important in any relationship whether it be romantic um, casual professional it dictates how you are with everybody. You don't have to love everybody, but uh, it certainly doesn't hurt. But you should you should try and like most people. And having said that, uh, love language consists of five things: physical touch, receiving gifts, acts of service quality time, and words of affirmation. Now, those are just a couple th- few things that I pulled from uh, a book that I mentioned earlier. Uh, I would suggest getting that book for yourself. Uh, you'll find that uh, you might learn a few things, uh, even as long as I've been uh, married. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I have a few things to learn. So what we're going to do here in the next podcast that you hear will be part one of hopefully a continuation of this podcast, I guess. Uh, I haven't quite planned it out with uh, Sadie, uh, but she felt it necessary and you know worthy to do a couple's version of this, but maybe as a continuation. Um, it, it's always good when you see 
um, stuff like this, a couple that is interacting together, you, you learn their dynamics real quick um, when, when they do um, services like this. Uh, or podcasts. I, I don't know why I call it. I felt like I was in church there for a minute. Um, so my wife and I are going to do another podcast. Hopefully very soon. We're going to put our noggins together. And go over things. And we're going to share some pretty important things from a couple's perspective. On love language. And I think that will be part one. As I said in the beginning here. Part two will be. We're going to flip it. And we're going to go to Sadie's side of the house on the Daily Escape podcast, and we're going to finish up part two there. Um, you guys have probably all watched TV shows that do what's called crossover events. That is our intent here. We're going to do some crossover. Uh, I want to give Sadie some street cred here, some props. Uh, I want her podcast show to generate some listeners, and um, I hope that you all will Listen to this podcast and the previous one about love languages quite a few times and expand upon what I've said. Uh, please remember everything I've talked about is pulled from the web and from uh, what I can find in the book. I don't actually have a copy of it. Let that be known. I did find segments from it online. So I kind of just it pulled from here and there, and I wanted to wrap it all up in a nice, neat bow for you so that, you know, like I said, uh, love language is important. And how I came to calling it that was a conversation between my wife and I months ago, probably February, to be honest. So eight months ago is where this idea started from. And... It's important enough for me to mention it to you all that uh, I, I wanted to impress upon you the importance of love language in everybody's life. Because when you take things to heart, um, you will see that the other person in your life um, should matter to you. And um, it's just, it's really important. So... Go back, listen to the episode previous to this, then re-listen to this one, and then be prepared to be blown away in the next episode. We're going to... Honestly, I don't know where we're going to go. We're going to talk about a little bit of love language, and then uh, I think Sadie may surprise me with some stuff she's going to talk about that she's been working on. And in case um, I hadn't mentioned this for a while... Sadie has branched off on her own. She is, she does her own podcast. As far as I know, she she may at this point have more than me, and I don't have many. Uh, mine are very sporadic at best. I need to do better. But the woman's got some mad skills when it comes to stuff like this. She has found her niche, or niche. Um, she is also putting together some coursework for potential or would-be authors that really want to get their story out there um, based upon their experiences in life, uh, more specifically, uh, whether it be those that are have experienced trauma in their life or um, maybe you know somebody that is just a shining example of how they wish their life would be. 
uh, I, I highly encourage you to jump over and look up her podcast right now and give it a listen. She's got quite a few episodes, and I think you'll find them just as enlightening or more so than mine. Uh, she's a very beautiful, entertaining, funny person, and I am really lucky that I get to climb into bed with her every night and wake up with her. Uh, my life would not be the same without her. And this has just been an example of love language, in case you missed that. Um, so guys, girls, if your other person's not in the same room with you, go surprise them with a form of love language. Go crazy, but do it safely. Uh, so this has been another episode of the Crafted Quill Podcast. Uh, love languages is what tonight's topic was. Uh, I hope you all have a good evening a good day a good night be safe i love you all have a good night This has been another episode of the Crafted Quill Podcast brought to you by Traveling Realms Media.